1: This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. After five and a half months of wondering, are we going to see another Grand Slam this year? Are we going to have to listen to Gruskin and Jamie talk about more ridiculous matches from the early 2000s that really we were ready to put in the past? Well, the answer to that question is a resounding no. We are going to get to talk about some live tennis, folks. The U.S. Open beginning tomorrow, all of us so excited to to see our favorite players back on court competing against one another for the year's second Grand Slam title. And of course, we have had the fun, the pleasure here, I should say, of doing so much preview content to help get all of us ready for the action in New York. So many great guests here on this Great Shot podcast talking about our most interesting players to watch, our dark horses, our top contenders. Now we get to do what, in my opinion, is the most exciting part about previewing a Grand Slam. We get to break down the draw, Matt Stachowiak joined me for the men's side on this podcast, I get to break down the women's draw with our Cracked Rackets Do Everything Former, Dennis in Men's Tennis Great, and a man I affectionately refer to as James Foster McDonald. Jamie, hey, great shot. How are you doing today? You ready for tomorrow's action?
0: Very ready. Ready to do another preview, the last preview before uh, you know we get into the actual thing, right? It's all just anticipation at this point.
1: Is it more concerning for, you know, are you more concerned about me, I should say, or is it indicative of the moment that I have spent probably 20 plus hours talking about this Grand Slam, probably 12 plus hours on the pod talking about the women's field in particular, and I still feel like I know nothing about what's about to happen? Is that me being stupid or is that just the general vibe?
0: I mean, listen, that's not a glowing recommendation of yourself, uh, but here's the thing. I feel the same way. I've looked at this thing so many times, and yet, you know, you go through it, and it's still just, you know, sometimes you just put your hands up in there. You're like, I honestly don't know, and it's getting to the time where I'm ready to just turn on the TV and watch this thing unfold.
1: Yeah, and in terms of the players I think are going to do well, I do think there are some notable standouts. I think there are some absolute takeaways we can have from these first three weeks in August, from the way the draw broke out. I do think looking at the draw helped me find some clarity, but... Once you get quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, where we're at right now in the women's game, all of these top players in such close uh, proximity to one another in terms of the levels they can reach, in terms of what they can do on a match-by-match basis, it's going to be a really fun event, and I cannot wait to see who is crowned at the end of it. Of course, what we're going to be doing in this podcast is setting the field for all of you. Same draw format as the men's side. We're going to be going through the four quarters of the draw: Pliskova, Osaka, Serena, Kenin, top to bottom. We're going to run through the same five questions. We're going to name our best first round matches. We're going to name our seeds on upset alert. The unseeded players we think could make the second week round of sixteen, maybe even further. We're going to name the players in each quarter who we think, if it's not the top seed, who's the player that's going. to be advancing out of each section and then of course we're going to end with some predictions because what would a preview pod be without some predictions at the end that we can have blow up in our face. Of course, it's also fitting that I mentioned predictions because what we're going to be doing these next two weeks, making our predictions each and every morning on our GSP Ace of the Day segment. You can find that segment on our YouTube channel, social media, and of course, the long-form version where we make and explain our picks on this Great Shot Podcast podcast feed. And of course, you yourself can get in on the action by going to DraftKings, and why wouldn't you? You're the best educated, most well-informed fans in the business, why not take advantage of That fact. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account, and make a deposit. DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, you're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash great shot to play. That's dkng.co slash great shot. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See kingscom slash sportsbook for more details. And Jamie, with DraftKings in mind here, the first question I want to ask you, even before we get into the specifics of the draw, after looking at this in depth, after a week of play at the Western Southern, and, you know, we got to see Lexington in a couple of weeks on the clay prior to that, if you had to guess right now on DraftKings, on their tennis book, and fans can go get in on this action if they are confident, Who do you think DraftKings has right now as the odds-on favorite to win the U.S. Open women's
0: singles title? I mean, I think it's got to be Osaka.
1: Naomi Osaka plus 550 tied with Serena Williams right now as the odds-on favorites. What do you think about that?
0: Listen, that's putting a lot of faith in Serena, but you know, over the years, that's something that's definitely paid off if you've been doing it. So um, I understand where it's coming from. It it does seem a little odd in the context of what we've seen. Um, However, we did also see Serena compete really well. um, And you know, of all people, who has more experience with success at the U.S. Open. Um, Nobody really can touch Serena in that field. So I definitely understand it. I'm not going to lie to you. We don't have to go through exactly what I put in my bracket per se, but uh, Serena may or may not be close to the finish line. So I definitely get it, but yeah, not at all surprised with Osaka.
1: Serena Williams is plus 550. What that It tells me that DraftKings is concerned about Osaka's hamstring, that they want to make Osaka the prohibitive favorite, but because they're unsure about her injury, they're turning to someone else. And in all that uncertainty, who's ever— because Osaka's the only player who's looked like she could be the clear cutaway favorite. With all of that uncertainty, who is the only confident person you can turn to? Probably Serena Williams. That's why she's plus 550. Some of these other odds are crazy. I mean, first of all, all of them right now are at a minimum five to one. So you could place, you know, three bets on any of the three you're most confident in. And even when the other two don't hit, as long as you get one of them right, you can even place four. Your odds are going to be good. You're making money. So if you are confident in four names, now is the time to go take advantage of that on DraftKings, the other top five favorites. Again, I mentioned Osaka Williams plus 550, Pliskova nine to one, Kennan 11 to one, Kvitova 15 to 1. I mean, the fact that Azaranka 25 to 1, I know you'll like that, Jamie, but it's a wide open field. The odds reflect that there are opportunities for games. So, you know, be sure to go check that out on DraftKings. Be sure to go follow along with us each and every morning on our GSP Ace of the Day. But all right, with that in mind, Jamie, let's get into our draw breakdown. Four quarters of the draw. The top four seeds, Carolina Pliskova, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, and Sophia Kennan. That's from top to bottom, not from lowest to highest seed. But let's start at the top with arguably the quietest number one seed, perhaps, in modern, you know, it feels like women's tennis history, uh, in Carolina Pliskova, who, yes, DraftKings had her a little bit higher, but in all of the conversations I've had, Jamie, not once has Carolina Pliskova been named as a prospective champion in this event. You look at the seeds in her section, her fellow top seed, number eight seed Petra Martic, who made a semifinal in August in Palermo on the clay. Of course, now she's here on the hard courts, but you look elsewhere here, Jennifer Brady, the Lex Champion, She looms as a dangerous seed, Angelique Kerber, Grand Slam champion, Marketa Vandrusova, Allison Risk, Yulia putin and Kiki Mladenovic rounding out the rest of the seeds. Jamie, your thoughts on this bracket, your thoughts on the best first-round matches?
0: Yeah, I mean this—you—you you nailed it right there with saying with Pliskova flying under the radar as the number one overall seed here, and and maybe that's just what she needs for some success in this tournament. Um, you know, you look at the seeds, the ones you just listed off in her quarter—definitely um, some danger in there, but. Not the most danger, I'll say that. Um, you know, she's probably looking at this draw and thinking she's all right. I know she has some potential clashes in second, third, and you know, fourth round and everything on, of course. But I think she's looking this, looking at this section, her quarter, and thinking she's okay. Um, and in terms of the first round matches that I would for sure want to be watching, um, I think you mentioned Jennifer Brady. In her first round match against Blinkova, I think that's an interesting one. Um, and then the other one for me is Angelique Kerber going up against Tomlanovich. Um, we haven't seen Kerber since, what, the fourth round of the Australian Open? So really curious to see what she's looking like at the tour level and, and how she's going to compete in this quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, for Karolina Pliskova, you look at the U.S. Open since 2015, there have been five different winners, nine different finalists, 16 different semifinalists, and 27 different quarterfinalists. Only three women have made the quarterfinals three times or more in the last five years. Serena Williams, Sevastova, and Pliskova. And I mean... Karolina Pliskova has been that good on the hard courts. There's a reason she's ascended to number one in the world without winning a major, uh, and yet there are going to continue to be questions about her until she can get over the hump. Obviously, she did not look great in her first run loss at the Western Southern against Kuder Matova. She wasn't that great to start this year either, but it's worth keeping in mind. No Simona Halep, no Bianca Andreescu, no Ashley Barty, no Alina Svitolina, no Belinda Bencic, no Kiki Burtons. Six of the top ten women not in the field right now for this U.S. Open. And yeah, when you look at the first round matchups, I think Pliskova versus Kalnina, that's a really dangerous one. Kalnina, finalist in Midland to start the year, she was playing some really good tennis, obviously had her momentum stopped, the young Ukrainian working her way towards the top 100. And in fact, you look for Kalnina right now, she is number uh, 147, but for the 23-year-old, obviously working her way forward, that's dangerous for Pliskova in that first round. Now, you know, it's also fun. We have, a pair of young Americans, Robin Montgomery, the 15-year-old taking on 23-seed Yulia Putin-Seva. I think that's a good matchup for Montgomery in that she's not playing a player who's going to blow her away with pace. That's one Montgomery at least might have some chance to get her you know, rhythm in the match. Also, Haley Baptiste, another young American taking on Kiki Mudenovich. But yeah, the real fun starts as you get later into this, right? You start to look at some of the seeds on upset alert. A potential CC Bellis, Jennifer Brady, round two could be really fun. Brady versus Pliskovo round three could be really fun as well. I didn't mention this is a first round battle. Tamjanovic, Kerber. Kerber, we haven't seen her play in a while. Tamjanovic been playing well. She played some XOs. uh, So certainly she comes in with a little bit more rhythm. But who are the seeds you have in this section on Upset Alert?
0: Well, for me, I, you just touched on it at the very end there. One of my first round matches to watch as well. I, I think it's Angelique Kerber right now, just because of how many question marks there are. Um, and granted, maybe she's feeling in really good form, but you know, I just we haven't seen that, right? Uh, we like I mentioned, we haven't seen her since the fourth round um, of the Australian Open, so. Really don't know what she's going to be up to. And um, Talanovic also just in great form right now. And so, look, she didn't have the best result coming out of Western and Southern that she wanted to, but she's at least feeling comfortable on these courts. So definitely going to be dangerous there. I got to ask you, though, you say, Plushkova, you talked about her first round matchup. Are you ready to put her on as a seed on upset alert or just mentioning it? So
1: for the first round Probably not. I still like Carolina okay. Pliskova to bounce back. I actually, I'll, I'll get into the Carolina Pliskova as we start to make tw- predictions towards this. But, you know, that third round with Jennifer Brady in terms of her being on upset alert stands out, right? Because Jennifer Brady went to the top seed open. She beat Goff. She beat Buzkova. She beat Lynette, Watson, Teichman. She didn't drop a set. Now, maybe you looked at her result last week and you thought, oh, she lost to Pegula 6 and 4. Well, Jessica Pegula made the quarterfinals and looked exceptional in doing so. I I think there was no shame in that loss to Pegula and just Jennifer Brady's in such good form. I guarantee you if we could look at the Tourney-Topia splits, which is where we do our bracket challenge, and by the way, all of you Cracked Rackets listeners come compete against Jamie and I in this bracket challenge and all of our other listeners who are going to be taking part, uh, you can find that link on the U.S. Open preview guide. But I would not be surprised if—I'm I'm, going to go ahead and say 60% of bracket filler outers— if that's the term we're going to go with, um, have Brady over Pliskova in round three and have Brady going to the fourth round because Jennifer Brady's looked that good. So yeah, Carolina Pliskova is going to get a couple of tests in those first three matches. Now, you know, she's got to get there, obviously. I also like CC Bellis against Jennifer Brady. I think that could be a really fun second round match as well that could go a couple of different directions. So just that top portion of this top bracket on its own, a lot of upset potential. Some other names I like. Sasnovich, uh, she's been really good uh, over these past couple of years as well. She's just capable of some really good tennis when she's playing her best. Petra Martic, love her backhand slice. She's obviously the number eight seed here. But, you know, I just think for her, you, you look at an upset opportunity. I don't see it. When when would it happen for her against Mladenovich? Probably not. Von Druseva has been pretty injured and she's capable of some great tennis. But I just, I like the way she matches up there. I, I don't know. I don't see a lot of seeds on upset alert. In fact, I don't even know if I could see in this bracket a potential unseeded player making a round of 16 or or further And given all of the parity right now in the WTA. That feels like I'm definitely jinxing it in this portion of the draw. But I don't know. Is there anyone who stands out to you who maybe could make a deep run in this portion who doesn't have a seed next to their name?
0: Potentially. Um, I I was really impressed um, with Roos and her match against Serena um, in Cincinnati. So potentially you have a run there. You know, you talk about her potentially matching up against Allison Risk in the second round. Um, From there, who knows what that section of the draw could, who knows what could happen there given Kerber, right? If Kerber gets knocked out, you've got some other unseeded players moving through that section, ultimately to maybe meet up with either a Jennifer Brady or a Pliskova. But if I had to circle one name, it would be hers.
1: No, you mentioned uh, Roos. She takes on another fun young American and Lee, Caroline Dollehyde in this section, CeCe Bellis in this section. For Bellis to get through Brady and Pliskova, I just think that's a tough ask. That's another unseeded name maybe you look at. But with that in mind, Jamie, I guess if there's not going to be Carolina Pliskova, who is it going to be advancing out of this draw? If it doesn't hold seed, what's the name you circle?
0: For me, I actually went with the 23-seed, Putin Seva. You know, I I think she's got a chance. You would pick Putin
1: Seva. Putin Seva would be you as a pro player.
0: Well, hey, you gotta of course I'm gonna respect that, right? No, I mean I think she can give her some trouble. Um look, if Plushkova's in great form, yeah, she might just hit her off the court and that's that. But I, I do like her ability here. I think if she gets through her first few matches, gets some confidence, she's gonna be feeling good. Obviously Martich might be a tough match for her, the eight seed there, but I, I think at that point she's got a chance to, to roll through Plushkova as well. Just grind her down, um, and keep on moving through the draw. Now, that being said, I do, right now, I do think Plushkova is still going to make it out of this, but in my bracket, for example, I have Pliskova um, getting in over Putin
1: What about Jennifer Brady over Pliskova? What are your thoughts on that match?
0: I mean, look, it's a, it's a bold take. Um, it's definitely possible, right? It's certainly possible. I mean, it's, I, I don't, necessarily think i would put a lot of confidence in it i mean look the level we've seen from jennifer brady certainly impressive but it's push at the us open and, and like you said at the very beginning of the pod we've seen consistency from her making deep runs at this tournament so i don't know if i'm able to bet a lot on that one but certainly a possibility yeah
1: yeah, I mean it's just so tough for Karolina Pliskova. The good news is she wouldn't have to face Jennifer Brady until round three. So in theory, she gets two good matches under her belt, find some rhythm. But you look for her this year. You know, first round loss in Cincy, first round loss uh, in a Qatar, or second round loss, excuse me, in Qatar to Jabour. She lost to Rybakina in Dubai in the Australian Open. Six and six loss to Pavlovicova in Brisbane. A three set loss to Madison Keys and you know you look at the losses and you put yourself some context it's it's really not a it, they weren't bad losses. Like, I agree with you. No, she doesn't come in in perfect form, but I think Carolina Pliskova is still the horse to back, particularly when there's so much uncertainty, right, and for all of these players. You, you go with the name you know. You go with the person you've seen do it at this point, and, you know, Jennifer Brady's made a fourth round in her career, but it was a lifetime ago. It was her first Grand Slam appearance, and obviously so much has changed for her since then. I do think Carolina Pliskova is on heavy upset alert in round three, but I like her to get through that, I think, in the bottom half of this draw. Petra Martic is really solid. I don't know if is match tough enough to get to round four to get through Putin save, and I just think for Martic, Putin save is the perfect opponent, someone who's not going to overwhelm her backhand with power, someone who's going to let her get into her slice rhythms, play her game, move forward. I think, despite all of the parity, we hold seed in this top section. Give me Pliskova versus Martich and Pliskova to advance. What says you, Jamie?
0: I'm fine with that. I've got Pliskova advancing in mind.
1: All right, let's take it then and move on to quarter number two. And in quarter number two is, again, the player we both agree, if healthy, is certainly the odds on favor to take home this U.S. Open title. Naomi Osaka, who's the number four seed in this section. She's got Petra of Elena uh, uh, Rybakena, excuse me. I, I know what I'm doing. I apologize. Annette Contave, Diana Yastremska, uh, Magda Lynette, Rebecca Peterson in this section. Jamie, your thoughts on this one and your thoughts on the most intriguing first round matches.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think we covered a couple of these in our shorter version of the preview as well because it just so happened that they fell in this quarter. But a couple of really good first-round matches that I absolutely um, had to circle. I think one right off the bat, Pegula and Buscova. Um, I think you're a fool if you're not watching that one, regardless of whatever else is on. Um, and also Coco Goff and Sevastova. And I believe, again, that we mentioned both of these and talked, to them, talked about them for a bit, but got to rehash these two.
1: Yeah, I mean... Look, there's so many good matches throughout the entire uh, draw just because of how many dangerous players there are right now, ranked between 30 and 75 on the WTA Tour, and you know my thoughts, and I've made it clear since the draw came out on every mini-break, on every podcast we've done. I don't know what I did to the draw gods, but they just gave me two middle fingers in Zverev Anderson buzkova pagula because buzkova pagula are two of the unseeded players who, in my opinion, come in with some of the best form on tour. Pagula quarterfinalist at the Western and Southern Open, really impressive win over Arena Sabalenka. Uh, obviously, Mertens was able to play really well to beat her, but for Pagula to also beat Jennifer Brady in that event. She's playing some really outstanding tennis, and you know, Marie Buzkova is just a survivor. So physically fit, turns defense into offense. Made a final earlier this year in Monterey. The 22-year-old is a former U.S. Open junior singles champion who's clearly hitting her strides as a tennis player, starting to play her best tennis. You know, you look in uh, the race to Shenzhen, which I just think is more approximate, much like the live UTR of how these players have played in 2020. Jessica Pegula is number 23 right now on that list in terms of points accumulated, Buzkova's number 35, that's absolutely correct. Both of these players on form should be seeded. And the fact that they drew each other round one, if they were in different portions of the draw, must much, much like you know Opelka versus Goffin or Sandgren versus RBA on the men's side, these are two names I could see making deep runs into the round of 16, maybe even into the quarterfinals if things broke right. And instead, they have to play each other in round one. That's just, it's a horrific stroke of fate. And, you know, again, I know that's a deep dive on one unseeded match that I'm feeling pretty strongly. You invest 30 plus hours in these draws in this preview content. To You're so excited to give your take, the unseeded players. I had it all worked up on Pugula and Buzkova. And, you know, then it all goes to shit in one stroke of the draw. But, Jamie, I, you know, I, to your point as well, and I know you want to talk about it Collins, conteve Golf, Sevastova, those are also exceptional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the one, the first one, right, Daniel Collins and Kontovay, very interesting match. I, I think, I don't know, I won't speak for you here, but I fully expect Kontovay to come out of this one and advance through the draw. Um pretty, look, I think in my bracket I had her going all the way to what is it would be the fourth round um, to face off against Osaka Um, but again, with what we've seen from Contivate I, I have no reason to doubt her level because she's just looked that good
1: yeah, Annette Conteve has been spectacular. Quarterfinals on Clay, which she, uh, in, or quarterfinals, excuse me, finals on Clay in Palermo. She lost that match to Faro, but she beat Petra Martic in that event. She then goes into the Western Southern Open, makes the quarterfinals, goes up a set in 2-0 on Naomi Osaka. Did great to fight back in the third set after just an incredible eight-game stretch from Osaka as well. And so, yeah, the fact that we would have to get Osaka Conteve in round four, that's feels like a match that could be a semi-final maybe even a final with how well those two are playing and it's worth remembering Elena Ryba, uh, Rybakina she was one of the best if not the best player through or one of the top 10 we'll say through the first two months of the season you look for her race to Shenzhen Rybakina currently at number six this year she I think led the WTA tour in wins at this point of stoppage and then of course Diana Yastremska. she was one of my most interesting players I don't have to go through it again, but arguably her, Osaka, Sabalenka, the three most powerful players, the three players with the highest ceiling right now on any given match, maybe, uh, on a tennis court. Uh, But then you have a Petra Kavitova, too, and we still haven't even talked about the elephant in the room, Naomi Osaka's hamstring, and if that's not healthy, this section opens up so wide, and I think this is, pound for pound, the most loaded uh, section in talent in either the men's or women's draw.
0: Yeah, this, this section is loaded. You you particularly mentioned the Osaka potential injury here um and yeah it gets dangerous because you start looking at these other names you just mentioned Kvitova at the end as like a a, a small mention when it's like now Kvitova can always do damage right yastrimska in here yeah. too um you know we'll we maybe we get into this in a bit but I have her going all the way to the quarters to face Osaka in my bracket so yeah, there's wow. a ton of names uh there, there's a, look there's so many names in this draw that you could throw and this especially if you're looking at these matches individually I mean so much of so much of this just seems like a coin toss to me because I'm looking at and I don't feel good about filling any of this out because I'm like, well, it seems like a 50-50, so I'll pick one name, and sure enough, the next match comes around, and it seems like either way either. So um, it is what it is, but I think it's a really excited and talent-loaded draw. Ultimately, if Osaka stays self healthy, I-, I think she's going to get through it.
1: Yeah, look, you know who would suck to play if you have a bad hamstring? Someone who hits the ball as hard as Camilla Georgie. We also didn't mention Shelby Rogers, dangerous unseeded floater in this portion of the draw. Obviously, sure. uh, you have uh, Coco Gauff in here as well. Whitney Osigwe, another fun young American in this portion. And you start to think of the seeds on upset alert. Other than Sevastova, who I know stands out to both of us, who are you concerned about in this section, Jamie?
0: Yeah, I, I look. I think we we talked about it at some length. Um, but Rubakina is one for me, the 11 seed here. And I think, listen, this just speaks to how dangerous this section is, right? Um, because y- you look at how things break for her, and you know she's got a potential Shelby Rogers matchup in the second round, and we've seen her level um, and what she can do. And if if is not dead on, um, she could be in a lot of trouble here, right? Rogers has a lot of ways to hurt her, um, and look has. Been phenomenal on the hard courts. Now, eventually, I will say this, in my actual bracket, I do have Yastremska taking out Shelby Rogers. So even though I think she can potentially take down the eleven seed, I'm not sure if she can make it all the way, you know, for a second week run. But I think she poses a lot of danger up front.
1: Yeah, it, it's really tough. I mean, Rebecca Pedersen, the number 32 seed versus Buzkova, Pagula winner in round two, upset alert. Petra Kavitova potentially playing Buzkova, Pagula round three. I believe Buzkova just beat her at the Western and Southern Open. So again, upset alert. I mean, Coco Gauff, if you're Naomi Osaka and you have a bad hamstring, now you have to play Coco Gauff again after she beat you at the Australian Open. That's upset alert. There's a lot of potential danger in this portion of the draw and so you know we've talked about the unseated players that we think can make dangerous runs for you if it's not Osaka if it's not Kavitova making the quarterfinals and semifinals who's it going to be is it Yastremska, as you've mentioned
0: it is the 19 seed yastrimska for me. I think Pegula's also got a got a chance down there. Now, obviously, that would be a deep run for an unseeded player. Um, now, that would require her to get through a lot of other seeded players to to really get to that point, not to mention that first round clash against Buskova. But if she's playing at the level that we know she can, there's no reason she can't take out those Kvitova, yastrimska um, and make it all the way through.
1: It just sucks that Naomi Osaka's hamstring injury yeah. really uh, throws a, a wrench into everything. And, you know, it always sucks when a player gets injured. But that's your favorite. That was the player who was playing so well through the Western Southern Open. And again, I watched her grab her hamstring on that point, And you're just concerned about the recovery. You have seven matches over two weeks. And yeah, you have a day in between. And yeah, she's, what, 22, 23 years old. But still, I mean, it's a gauntlet in this section. And I think... Annette Contave is a lock to get to that fourth round. I think she is going to take out Collins and everyone else in her pathway, but for Osaka to potentially have to go through Georgie and Goff or Sevastova and then Contave and then one of Yastremska or Kabagula or Kavitova, it's just, I mean, for all of these players, sure, eventually it's a gauntlet and never nothing ever holds to seed, but even if things don't hold to seed for Naomi Osaka, it's still just such a brutal pathway. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess when I'm looking at the quarterfinals and the semifinals, I still... That Osaka Kanteve rematch, uh, even Osaka Golf, by the way, I, have we spent enough time talking about Coco Golf? I feel like we have over these past couple of weeks. We all know what she's capable of. We all know how she can fight uh, her way and claw her way into any match. But that, that Osaka Kanteve match, that's the match to me that decides this part of the bracket. I think whoever wins that moves on to the semifinal. And actually, I think the winner of that probably gets to the final as well. In the bottom half, I mean, you know my affection for Yastremska. I think Pagula's playing so well. Do I think Yastremska can do it four straight matches? Sure, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to stick with my picks as well from our preview show. I'm going to go Yastremska and Osaka, and I'm going to take Osaka to the semifinals.
0: That looks remarkably similar to mine.
1: Yeah, but mine felt more thought out because I rambled for a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's how that works, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, then with that in mind, let's move on to our next quarter. And we made this comment in the YouTube preview we did, but it, it needs to be said once again. The draw gods—they smiled upon Serena by giving her this draw. You look for the number three-seeded Serena Williams, her other top eight seed, a number seven-seeded Madison Keys, who objectively has struggled over these past twelve months. We've seen her on court. The other notable, other notable seeds: Garbine Muguruza, coming off of an injury, did not play the Western and Southern, but again, sounds like that was also preventative to try and get her healthy for this event. You've got Maria Sakari, who just knocked off Serena, Donna Vecchia, in this section, Shui Zhang, Amanda Anisimova, Sloan Stevens. Things definitely broke well for Serena. I think the DraftKings odds reflect that. And Jamie, as you look at this section, as you look at the first round of matches that intrigue you, anything pop for you, or are you, you know, are you? I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this unfolds for Serena. But what pops for you from from the beginning?
0: Yeah, there's a couple that I circled as a sort of must-watch TV, not that... Listen, if I get to watch all of these live somehow, I mean, that's going to take a genie to be able to make me see all (laughs) of these different ones I'm listing as must-watch, but... For the sake of argument, we'll call a must-watch here. Um, I think Vekic and the other Plushkova is really interesting to me, um, particularly— and the, we'll get. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but Vekic is one that I'm watching because, I mean, she just got absolutely waxed by Azarenka. So, look, Azarenka was in great form, but not too confident in Donna Vekic's game right now. So that one I'm absolutely circling. Um, the other one for me is the Davis-Corne matchup. Um, we saw Corne— you know do her feisty thing uh the western and southern so look she's played some good tennis no match against her is going to be easy Uh, i think that one has the potential to be a true grind in the first round
1: yeah those are two great names and again you know christian player council member. Tinder, Tinder, excuse me, I can't believe I was about to say that, TikTok Superstar, not Tinder Superstar, I don't know about her Tinder game, TikTok Superstar, Uh, that's a really fun first round matchup for American tennis fans, I'm just fascinated to see what Sloane Stevens looks like in any tournament, she can win a tournament, she can lose it first round, you'll, you know, you never know what to expect from Sloane, Uh, so that's a fun one, Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting section, particularly as you project forward, because you start to talk about some of the seeds on upset alert, you mentioned it. If Christina uh, Pliskova can get through Vekic in round one, that portion of the draw wide open to me because who are you more confident in level right now jill teichman or madison keys i think if you're being objective you probably have to go with jill teichman just because yeah. of how good she's looked these past couple of weeks and now you're talking about a section without two of the four seeds no keys no veckage Muguruza. we don't know her health shui zhang, zhang the 25 seed sure but it's a wide open section. And then, you know, Amanda Nisimova, do we really, are we that confident in her game right now? I know she's had, you know, uh, obviously such a tr- tough 12 months off the court, but for her, uh, got a first run win at the Western and Southern Open, but not really sure of her level. Katrina Scott's a fun young American wild card we've had on our cracked interviews podcast, but not a name I expect to do damage. I just, when you're looking up and down this list, Sure, a healthy Garbine Muguruza, absolutely. She can beat any player in this section of the draw, but who's the person who threatens serena williams the most here maria Sakkari after you know after that third round or the match they played where you know serena had the match on her racket i don't i don't think serena williams worries about anyone in this part of the bracket and you know again i that's kind of looping a bunch of questions together but i feel like some of the seeds here on are on upset alert and that's why you probably feel good if you're serena
0: yeah absolutely i mean you, you just talked about her at length i'll just mention her briefly madison keys and Look, we're always rooting for American tennis, right? So maybe this talk against her uh, will flip the script and she's going to have a great couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, for me, just the level we've seen from Madison keys not nearly good enough for me to, to have any confidence in her. And, and you mentioned Teichman there. I think a lot of people are going to have that clash going Teichman's way as sort of, hey, you got to pick an upset. That seems like an obvious one, right? So I think she is absolutely in some trouble. I mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Vekic, I'm just not confident in. So the 18 seed in this quarter needs to be careful. Um, you know, in terms of players who can make a run, you mentioned Muguruza. I do have her as the challenger against Serena going. Um, ultimately, I have Serena facing off against Muguruza and winning that match. Um, however, I do have Muguruza coming through that section of the quarter, taking out Vekic, um, then Teichman, and then um, ultimately losing to Serena.
1: See, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they had the same result. And that's such a leap of faith in Garbine Mukarutha's health. And, you know, she was the Australian Open finalist this year. She did look that good on the court, but we just haven't seen her in five and a half months. And the speed of these courts, how is that going? How is her game going to translate for that? Habino is not an easy first round matchup. I think she's going to match up with Sam Sinova in round two. That's a tricky one as well. Yeah, but the fact that you're know that you saying that, again, it's why Serena Williams continues to jump up on the odds boards. And yeah, you start to look at this, if it's not Serena, I mean, if it's not Serena, Jamie, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Muguruza? Who else could it be?
0: I mean, I probably have a little bit more confidence in Muguruza than you do, and, and maybe that's you know poorly placed. But right now, if I had to pick another name coming out of that, it would be Muguruza or Sakari.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's my question to you. Do more people have Teichman over Keys or Brady over Pliskova in their draws?
0: Teichman over Keys. You think so? I think so. I mean, I I don't know for sure because, you know, if, if they didn't follow Lexington and some other, you know, recent events, maybe they wouldn't think that about Teichman. But as a pl- – look, I, I think you got to see – I think you got to feel a little bit more confident or a lot more confident about Pliskova than Keys, and so that's why I think it leans that way.
1: Yeah, no, I think I probably agree with you, but it, it'll be close either way. But yeah, so if it's not, you know, is there an unseeded player here? You could see make the round of 16 probably is Jill Teichman on that <clears throat> top portion of the draw. In the bottom portion, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh yeah, I mean, it's tough. Maybe a Bernarda para over Sakari early. Maybe she beats her. She beats a Mova in the third round, works her way into a fourth round. She's a dangerous lefty. But other than those two, I don't know, any unseated dangerous floaters for you here?
0: I mean, look, in a draw like this, there's always some danger. You know, you could make a case for somebody like a Cornet just because of how hard she makes matches for other players. And especially if things, you know, blow up right above her with Taichman and Keyes. Yeah, there's some potential there, especially if a Mugarutha is in great form. You know, one leads to the other. But no, I, I don't have any confidence in that take. And if I have to pick one, I'm going with Teichman.
1: All right. Well, if not Serena, then who in this section?
0: <sighs> I mean, I, I alluded to it before. I think it's got to be Sakuri or Muguruza. But in my bracket, I do have Serena.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, look, just to beat Serena Williams twice in three weeks, twice in two events, it's not done very often, and I am as confident in Maria Sakari as anyone out there, but I just it's a really tough matchup for her in Bernarda Pera. It's a really tough matchup across the draw. I'm not as confident in Anissa Mova's form. I don't know what to expect from Sloan Stevens. I agree with you. If it's not Serena... I mean, maybe Donna Vekic, who's the person I have coming out of the top half, and you know my faith in those 24 to 25-year-olds. I'm going to go down swinging with the ship. I know she lost to Azarenka, but if you watched her first match in Palermo, and it was a long time ago, but that first match in Palermo at the start of August, I really liked what I saw from Donna Vekic. She was a quarter finalist here last year. I'm going to take Vekic on the top half. I'm going to take Serena on the bottom in the quarters, and... I just think everything's breaking right for Serena. I think she... Here's the thing. If Serena Williams loses before the first week, which I think is going to happen, I just... I've seen her level. I don't know how she can... I mean, if she... I think she's going to lose in the first week, but if she doesn't, if she gets to the round of 16, you're in week two, and you have Serena Williams in week two, I just don't know how you go against her at that point. And so... I don't know, man. I mean... I'll go Vekic, Serena, but to put Vek- I mean to put Osaka, Pliskova, and Serena, the top three seeds in the semifinals, that's just not going to happen. It's just not.
0: And so no. that just
1: feels so foolish.
0: Yeah, I get it. So this is this is where the problem always comes in. It's like filling out the brackets in March Madness. You know it's not going to happen this way, and yet you feel compelled to do it because it seems right in the time. You know there's going to be upsets. You just don't know where they're going to be. Yeah. And, and WTA is the exact same way here.
1: Yep, well then, ready? I'm going to change my pick. I think Serena loses early. I'm just going to go against it, and if that's wrong, so be it. Um, And I'm going to take Vekic to get to the semifinals. I'm going to stick to my guns. Give me Donna Vekic here. Why
0: not? All right, well, this is definitely our most opposing quarter because Vekic yeah. is one I have on some upset alerts so yeah, we'll see what uh, happens.
1: It's a dangerous match for the lefty in Christina Pliskova round one for sure but you want dangerous matches. Sofia Kennan's draw to the uh, 2020 US Open singles title about as dangerous as you can get. I mean match over after match for the number two seed who's joined here by seeds. Arena Sabalenka Onjabur, Joe Kanta, Elise Mertens, Ekaterina Alexandrova, Ekaterina Mukova, And Veronica Kudermatova, of course, you've also got the dangerous Iga Sviatek in this section, Victoria Azarenka in this section, Venus Williams in this section, Kim Kleister's in this section, this... Okay, I, I might have been wrong. I might have spoken too soon. If the Osaka section quarter for quarter, you know, pound for pound isn't the most talented, this one absolutely is. Just a stack drawn. Let me just, even before we get to the best front, first round matches, this would be Sophia Kennan's perspective path to the title. A win over Vickmeyer, former semi-finalist at this U.S. Open. Then potentially dangerous young Canadian Layla Fernandez. Then Onjabur, who we've seen do so well this season. Then potentially Elise Mertens, my sleep pick to potentially win this event then you'd have an arena sabalenka who we know what she's capable of and then you'd be in the semifinals. i mean come on
0: yeah this uh yeah she's she's staring down a very tough pathway here and so to me if she gets through this one i mean she's look, the best good, player
1: in tennis and yeah, exactly. it's unequivocal
0: <laughs> no i mean yeah i mean look if she proves she can get over this challenge then i mean Nothing is stopping her throughout. I'll go ahead and say it throughout her entire career because this is this is an absolutely nuts draw for her to get through. And um, I think we're both in the same boat here that I do not have her advancing too far through this draw.
1: No, neither do I. And the player I love in this section, Arena Sabalenka, who, as we mentioned, Dodan round one's not easy. Round two against Azarenka, that's a must watch in this section. And you look at some of the first round fun ones. I mentioned Vic Meyer, Kennan, Zivana uh, Fernandez, that's really fun. Uh, Katarina Alexandrova, who won a title earlier this year, she is currently number 14 in the race to Shenzhen in the top 100 rankings. Alexandrova right now, also sitting uh, pretty At number 29... I mean, she's been so good this year. And she's taken on Kim Kleisters in round one. Kleisters, who says she's finally healthy for the first time since the start of World Team Tennis. Said she loves the fast surfaces here. Says she's playing really good tennis. I mean, do I think Kim Kleisters can win seven matches in a row at this point in her career? No, of course I don't. But do I think she can play a really dangerous first match against Ekaterina Alexandrova? Absolutely. I think Mukova versus Venus. That's must-watch. Sviatek versus Kudermatova that's really fun and then of course all-american battle townsend versus vickery you know i'll be locked into that one you've got mcnally you've got claire lou i believe in this or yeah claire lou in this section a lot of fun young americans here this is just good action all the way around jamie and if there's you know any first round matches you want to add feel free but if there's an unseeded player in this section who you feel is dangerous who would that be
0: yeah, so I mean, at first, you, you hit most of the round ones. I mean, I think the ones that I'll highlight again real quick, I, I think we talked about this when we were talking about the bottom half in our shorter preview, but Conta and Watson, just a fun sort of dynamic there. Um, I fully expect Conta to come through that convincingly, but just an interesting first round dynamic. Um, that And then Mertens and Siegmund as well. And Mertens, really why it's most interesting to me is because I want to see her level right at the beginning of this tournament, because spoiler alert, I have her moving very far through this draw. So, I want to see if my confidence is well-placed in that first-round matchup, so that's absolutely why I'm going to be watching that, in addition to some of the other matches you mentioned, like a venus Mukova and Alexandrova-Kleisters.
1: Yeah, I don't want to take credit because I'm sure Merton's play uh, over these past three weeks probably got you on her side, but can we please acknowledge the Contave Mertons soccery vekic bandwagon I started three weeks ago?
0: quote-unquote started sure <laughs> sure sure you did buddy no um no i mean she's been in great form and, and to answer the second part of your question if there's an unseated player this is not going to surprise you at all but it's victoria azarenka um, yeah. and I, look there's so many reasons for it right it's the experience it's the fact that she was at such a high level i mean look what she just did during this last week um and so that's also a reason and then i'll flip it to you over here in a second when you're talking about seeds on upset alert my number one seed for upset alert is sabalenka um she barely got through a three setter with what bellis in the first round and then second round gets knocked out of the western and southern so i don't think she's in her best form as a on the flip side is in the best form that we've seen from her in quite literally years a lot of danger there
1: Yeah, for Azarenka, first title for her since Miami 2016. Uh, You know, she uh, also—that was the last time she really played back-to-back, you know, three good weeks of tennis. She won, I believe, Indian Wells the week before that. Uh, She did make a final in Mexico in 2019. But, yeah, it's quite clear how well she was playing. Um, it's a dangerous matchup, but for Sabalenka, I, so much of it's on her racket. She has the ability to take the ball you know, away from Azarenka to play on her terms, and I think that's something that's very encouraging, and it's going to be interesting to see how Azarenka adjusts to that game style. Of course, it's also an all-country matchup, and you know, there's always inter-country politics when you play these matches, because these are the people you grew up idolizing, or whatever it may be, and so you have to factor that in as well. Yeah, that's definitely a fun one. I think Sviatic, over Kuder Matova. That's definitely a seed on Upset Alert. Iga Swiatek was playing just so well earlier this year. You know, Venus, another player who could play really well against Mukova. Heather Watson, champion this year in Mexico. She could knock out Jokanta. Already talked about Kleister's Alexandrova. But yeah, this is one of those brackets where the WTA parody is on display. A lot of seeds on Upset Alert. You mentioned your unseeded player is Victoria Azarenka. I agree with you there. I don't think Kim Kleisters has the juice to necessarily get to a fourth round, but she could definitely win one, two, maybe even three matches in a row. I think Sviatek, if Azarenka's is drained after beating Savalenka after playing, you know, re, you know, five, six really good matches in about 10 days, if she gets through Kudermatova, she could also get through Azarenka and find herself in the second week. But yeah, a lot of good seeds in this portion of the draw and you already alluded to. It's not Sophia Kennan you have coming out of this section. What other seed do you have moving through?
0: Yeah, unsurprisingly, I've got Mertens coming through this one. You may be a bit surprised. I have her beating uh, Joe Conta to get through to the next round, but it is the sixteen seed, at least Mertens, I have advancing through. I absolutely don't think it's going to be Kennan. I actually have Kennan being upset by the twenty seven seed, Jabour um, down on the bottom part of the bracket, then Mertens over Jabour and Mertens over Conta to continue through.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad pick. I I mean, you know my thoughts on Sabalenka. I just think her upside is as high as any player. I'm down to go down on that ship. I think for Kennan even if she gets through Jabur Mertens, that's the sort of matchup she wants. Kennan's not going to blow her off the court with pace, and I think that's what you need to do right now to beat Elise Mertens. I also have her advancing to the quarterfinals from that bottom section of the draw. Now, from there, I do think she's going to run into Arena Savalanka, who I'm going to favor over Azarenka, although I can already see myself regretting it. I think she is going to advance to the quarterfinals. I think she's going to beat Kennan, beat Vekic, and ultimately make the the finals of this tournament and you know we'll get to that now. I guess let's talk about our semifinals and finals predictions you have. Pliskova versus Osaka you have. I believe Serena Williams versus Elise Mertens. Jamie, your picks for the finalists and ultimately the 2020 US Open women's singles champion.
0: Uh cue the calling me boring, but um unfortunately I went through and probably against my better judgment because if I'm going based off the level of play I've seen from like looking at Mertens no against Serena, Are... I have Serena no moving way. through.
1: No yeah. way. I it's, can't. Uh, okay.
0: And look, if we recorded this 6 times, you know, we I might have 6 completely different answers here. Pull someone out <laughs> of a different quarter and slap them in there, but look, I it was a gut decision. Um, will it probably wrong? Yeah. Odds aren't in my favor. Um, well, I, apparently the odds are putting her as a favorite with Osaka, so perhaps. But no, I went, I went ahead and put Serena through, and, and here's why. I think if I start betting on Serena, I have to finish it. Because like you said, if she's going to be out in this tournament, I think it's going to be an earlier exit. Once she gets to the you know business end of this tournament— anything can happen with her and when it gets to that late in the you know 2 week section here She's got all the experience in the world, and so while other people might have the big nerves, she's not going to because she's been here so many times. So for me, it's hard to bet against her once you're going into the latter stages, and the way I filled out of my bracket, you know, I've already got her going through the latter stages, so may as well continue it there. On the top half, I do have Osaka, so a nice little rematch for us with Serena and Osaka there from just a couple of years ago, Um, but yeah, I've got Serena going all the way through.
1: You mention it. You do this podcast six different times. I promise you we come to six different outcomes, and that's half the fun of doing these things, but it speaks to the moment we are in right now in the women's game, and I've just been too firm in my conviction that Serena Williams is not the player to beat this year uh, at this U.S. Open. I feel a need to stick to that because, again, Sometimes, you know, your brain wants to lead you one way. Your eyes want to lead you another way. Sometimes you do have to follow your eyes. And if you've watched, there are just too many players right now playing better than Serena Williams in this game. I think, you know, in my case, I have Vekic versus Sabalenka. Give me Sabalenka to get to the final. She's ready to take that next step. I'm assuming Naomi Osaka is healthy, and I've said this now for the past, you know, seven days. Naomi Osaka has hit the highest level of any male or female player, respectively, out on tour. I know Djokovic won the title doing Djokovic things, but he didn't look as close to his prime as Naomi Osaka did there. If she's healthy, she's the player to beat. I just think she's been there before. Two-time Grand Slam champion, the way she was able to flip the switch when she needed it this week, that's so encouraging. She's got easy weapons to make things, uh, you know, to get out of trouble. And against Merton, she faced eighteen or 21 breakpoints, when she saved 18 of them, Jamie. I just love the way she's competing. She's my pick. Give me Osaka over Sabalenka.
0: Well, for all of our talk, it ends up pretty boring. One of us picking one favorite, the other one picking the other. So yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's how it always ends up going. Well then, with that in mind, any final thoughts on this draw before we wrap the show?
0: No, I just bookend it for me here because like we talked about, I'm ready to get into the actual action and just stop talking hypotheticals.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. We are so excited for the action to start in New York. And, of course, for all of you out there who have missed any of our preview content, you can find it all in one location on our website, crackdrackets.com. You know, we've done the top contenders, top dark horses. We've made our picks, broken down the draws now for both the men and the women. I promise any aspect you want to look at this from any different angle, you think you want to cover this. Uh, we have at crackdrackets. You can find all of that on our website. Again, shout out as always to the super producers, Max Flickner and Daniel Westoff for the f of an ending job. They do day in, day out on this show. We have kept them busy and they have routinely, uh, delivered because again we just want you crack rackets fans to be prepared for all of the action and to play along with us with our friends at DraftKings. Just go to DKNG.co slash great shot. You can get in on all of the action. But as Jamie mentioned, we're going to be previewing every day's events. We're going to be recapping every day's uh, matches on our mini break podcast. So be sure to go like, rate, subscribe, review there. This podcast, the Cracked Interviews and Inside Out podcast as well. Uh, But with that in mind, we are so excited. For this U.S. Open to begin. So, for one last time on this preview content, for my wonderful co host, James Fulston McDonald, our super producers, Max Fleener and Daniel Wostoff, our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Jamie, what do we tell the people? Hey, great shot. And we will see you all tomorrow. Let the U.S. Open finally begin.